This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Louis Gomert, former <laughs> Congressman Louis Gomert, my brother, my friend. How are you, Louis? <laughs> I think I'm all right, James. Yes, they're coming back at 8 tonight. Okay, Louis. And, this and, and James, let me just say, your approach to what's going on is so refreshing. You're not out there to uh, just chastise and demand people who are really people of their word, people of honor, you know, just go ahead and go along establishment as usual. And I very much appreciate that. Thank you, Louie. Now, look, we could have did this in 2013. You tried to do this, Louie. You went up against John Boehner. All of us were saying we have got to have somebody to stop this madness. You tried to do it, and you had others that coalesced around you to say, okay, we'll do it. And then, like typical Republicans, everybody except for you put their tail between their legs and walked away from it. Give us a brief recap of that, Louis. Well, without going into too much detail, uh, that year we had uh, 18 votes that we needed to prevent uh, Boehner from winning the speakership. And he had broken so many promises. And and, and I'll, I'll give you an example, James. One of the guys, and, and people, you know, still say, well, Gomer, you know, tried to beat Boehner and he only got three votes. No, it was uh, Jim Bridenstine and Thomas Massey called me on Friday night before the Tuesday morning when, or Tuesday at noon when we were going to vote on speaker. We had been trying, James, as you know, uh, you and I have talked about it. We'd been trying for over a month to get 21 people. We only needed 18. We could prevent Boehner from being elected speaker, and we couldn't get past nine. For over a month, we were stuck on nine. And there were so many of the Republicans in the House who were hearing in droves from their constituents saying, do not vote for Boehner. And they had nearly all resolved to use the same excuse. Look, I I would vote for anybody but Boehner if somebody would announce they're running. But they knew in over 200 years, nobody but the party's uh, official nominee had ever formally announced they were running uh, for the election on the House floor. That had never happened before. So Jim Bridenstine, brilliant guy, went to Rice, uh, in the, had been in the Air Force, a pilot, and Thomas Massey, who holds more patents in, in Congress than anybody, graduate of MIT, just a brilliant friend. The two of them called me uh, on Friday night before the Tuesday vote, said, Louie, you know, we've been stuck on nine for, you know, over a month. And and Thomas said, and Jim had a brilliant idea. And Jim said, wait, wait, Thomas, uh, would you say that again? He said, what part? He said, well, I just love hearing a guy from MIT say I'm brilliant. Anyway, 
Thomas said, the idea was if you announced, you could get more press than any of the rest of the nine. If you announced, then all these Republicans that have been telling Boehner, I'm in your camp, you know, and you promised me this chairmanship and I'm with you all the way. And then telling all their constituents, oh, no, I'd vote for anybody but Boehner if somebody formally announced. They said, you got to formally announce. Because if you announce, yeah, we all know everybody's going to hate you and you'll never have a chance to ever be elected to anything. But if you will just announce enough of them, we'll start hearing from their constituents, okay, you promised, Gomer's announced. And I said, that's an interesting idea. Let me, we're going to have a nine of our group call tomorrow. Let me think about it overnight. Next day, I said, okay, guys, I've thought about it. If it's just me and Boehner, then regardless of what you think of my intellect, uh, it'll be uh, phrased as being Boehner versus this crazy guy, uh, poor Boehner. But if one of you guys would just send out a, a, a press release saying you were announcing then I'll call Fox, and I'm, I bet you they'll let me on uh, Sunday morning before church. I'll announce it'll replay all day, and that'll start putting the pressure on. And Ted Yoho, veterinarian from Florida, said, well, Louie, if that's all it'll take to get you to, to announce, then I'll put out a press release today. And so that was the agreement he did. I announced Sunday morning and said, and look, this isn't about me. Ted Yoho announced yesterday. We're hoping Dan Webster will announce uh, tomorrow. But this is about having a different speaker. Well, we came close. And I'm sorry, this is 2015. 2013 was when we had freshmen. And I'm telling you, we had a huge number explode. And we had more than enough. But Boehner went to work. He'd been telling everybody they'll never hit 10. When he found out that we were we had had promises for more than 29, and, and it was 18 to what we needed in 2013, 2015 we needed 29, and we had about 40 people say they would, but when it came down to it, we got 24 votes. We were so close, and we were going to hold out, and uh, that didn't it didn't come to fruition. But because we got 24. Boehner knew his days were numbered. He he knew he always broke so many promises. He would never make it the full two years. Okay. And when Lou Mark Meadows filed the motion to vacate the chair at the end of July, it was all over, and uh, he resigned right after the Pope came, the day after. All right, we've got about two minutes left, Louis. I want to get to what do you think of this, this current struggle. What do you think is going to Look, happen here, Louis? Well, I can't forecast what's going to happen. But some of these guys have said they'll not ever vote for for uh, Kevin McCarthy. And these are people that feel like they were lied to and things were misrepresented and they would not trust. But a lot of them, they're saying, look, let's fix the rules so you don't control everything, which, James, is exactly what happened back in 1923. Uh, I heard somebody uh, on television say, well, you got to remember back in 93, 1923, the speaker actually ended up winning on the ninth ballot. It was only after he totally capitulated, he gave power back to the committees and individuals. These guys, one of the things that is very important, the speaker 
there's a steering committee, and let's face it, the steering committee does what the speaker wants. Uh, so they're wanting more people, more representative than the speaker's buddies on the steering committee. Um, and they're wanting either to have a chance to have conservative chairman or have the chairs of the committee not selected by who the speaker wants and tells the steering committee they want, but actually allow their, either the committees to elect their chairs or to have enough fair people on and by fair, there are a lot of fair people on the steering committee, but well, everybody I'm, has something they want. And that's what these guys, they're just trying to get a fair shot at having conservatives again that can do what they believe. All right, Louie, I'm out of committee. time here for the moment. Yes, we, we're on the clock, but let me just do this. Let me suggest this, Louie. Why don't you okay. and I, especially for the insiders, because a lot of this stuff is in the weeds. Why don't we, you and me, just do a podcast sometime over the next week where we can get in the, as in the weeds as we can and take all the time okay. we need to explain this to people. And then we can also have you back here and explain what's going on in Congress. Thank you so much, Louis Gomert, my thanks, friend, my James. brother. I so appreciate you. Thank you, Louis. Well, thanks, James.